Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Samalit64, and welcome once again to the Robocast. Time for the sixth episode of the 2018 BattleBot season. I'm joined alongside, as ever, Steve the American Killjoy. Once again, we have a, a guest from one of the teams joining us this week. Uh, introduce yourself once again, sir. I'm Misha Deslav from the Robot Fireball. I, I mean, Petunia. <laughs> Uh, it's it's uh, it's an easy mistake to make considering what happens yeah. in, in your fight. Uh, we'll get to that yeah. a bit later. Um, nice. First of all, obviously, talk, let's talk about the, the repairs from the last fight with Rotator. We obviously spoke to you with your fight with Rotator uh, a yes. few, few weeks ago. Um, what was the sort of level of damage from from that fight to repair for this one? Yeah, most of the damage was superficial, mm-hmm. uh, but as I told. Uh, for series two or episode two, uh, I had a motor damaged, and uh, I think we replaced that also. I don't know for sure. Um, yeah, and there were problems with the hydraulics, and yeah, uh, they're still not uh, solved. There, there keep being issues with hydraulics, and it's a different thing all the time, and. The, the biggest problem is there, uh, when you're in the arena, you cannot hear what the robot is doing because of all the noise. And mm-hmm. when it's on, on, the, on, the, on the work bank, you, uh, yeah, you can hear it. And you hear, hey, the, the motor's not running or the motor stalls or something like that. Obviously, hydraulics are fairly complicated, so it's, it's quite, you know, it's, a lot of things can go wrong with, with hydraulics. Yes. It's, uh, yes. it's pretty simple. Um, obviously, Monsoon... Won its first fight quite easily. How 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 are you feeling going into that fight? First of all, uh, well, we uh, we saw what they did. What they have done to Red Devil. I haven't seen the fight, but I have seen the result. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, a bit worried and a bit confident because uh, I was right next to Monsoon and they had a spare uh, frame for the weapon. And when they're not, when they were not at the at the workbench, I uh, took a chance to measure it. And, uh, <laughs> if they uh, didn't get underneath my robot, they wouldn't even hit it at all because of the wedge. Oh, the, the the angle of the wedge. Yeah, the angle of the wedge. Ah. Uh, but they had two uh, small wedges on front of the robot. So uh, the thing that worried me the most was that they cut underneath my robot. Which eventually they did. Well, well, we, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. Obviously, yeah, yeah. You, you aren't you aren't the first fight. The first fight is a, another Dutch team, Reality. Yes. yes. Team, I think it's Team Tie Rip, isn't it? Or something along the. I want to say it's Team Tie Rip. I think so. Yeah, there are three teams involved: Team yes. Tire, Team Cos, or, or Codox. It was yep. uh, in the early days, and uh, Metal Scroll Robotics, of course. With, with the absolutely gorgeous machine reality is so tiny. Everything's really compact, really nice, based off the uh, Featherweight Equinox, um, and obviously Beetlebait's Equinox. Um, their fight was against Sawblaze. Uh, obviously, Sawblaze we've seen already this season dominate the fight with uh, with Overhaul. However, I, I want to talk first of all about the intros. The intro with Sawblaze and the banana. They had a little banana. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you're probably asking me what it was all about. It's it's from the um, it's from the featherweight, isn't it? Because obviously, for those of you that don't know, obviously as I said already, it's based off the featherweight 
Equinox. Uh, I'll, I'll let Misha tell the story. <laughs> yeah, no, be, better you tell it, because uh, I, I think that is uh, the story, but I'm not sure. I, I wasn't there when it happened, so... Uh, from, from what I've seen online, uh, Tim from the Monsoon team, uh, or, and uh, obviously Concussion in Robot Wars, um, had his robot called Spank the Monkey. It was a featherweight. Yeah. And it had a giant inflatable banana on it, which... Uh, Equinox proceeded to eat and immobilise itself with. <laughs> and since then, inflatables have been banned, um, I think, um, across all weight categories, I think, it's been banned, in certainly over in Europe. Um, and I, I did appreciate the fact that the, the Sawblaze team acknowledged that with a tiny little uh, scale banana. I, do, yeah. I did appreciate that. It was, uh, it was good fun. Um, yeah. this, this fight was... Fairly good. I wasn't expect. I was expecting it to be a bit of a walkover because I know. I think Equ- uh, sorry, Equinox uh, Reality had some issues going into this with the design itself, but it was actually a good back and forth. Um, really good, you know, competitive fight. Uh, reality did some damage. It, I think it bent the middle fork of Sawblaze right up. Yeah, it did more damage than that, but it's mostly superficial. So. Mm. Uh, Steve, what, what, I want to bring you in here. You've, you've, had, a, you've had one line so far. I, I, feel, I, feel, I feel kind of bad. Why are you very quaintly listening? It just, it's, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, what did you think of this fight initially? Uh, I mean, I mean, I, I was expecting, I was expecting reality to do at least a little bit of damage. Uh, I was surprised that, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Sawblaze went with the pontoons because it seems that, uh, that would be easier to, to kick up, you know, instead of have like a solid front, like a big dustpan, like they, like they've used in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, I, I kind of have to say that I wasn't surprised to see that Sawblaze really kind of bossed it around and moved it around the arena, much like it did, uh, overhaul in its previous fight. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, it, it seems to be very good at, uh, at moving it around, moving other things around the box. Uh, and of course we got to see that beautiful, the, those beautiful sparks again because of, I mean, mm. reality's titanium on it, and you got to see some beautiful titanium sparks. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, it was a good fight. Uh, we got some, we got some, uh, some beautiful sparks out of it. And uh, I mean, I, I, I give reality credit for really taking it to uh, Sawblaze for what they had. Uh, mm. But uh, I think it would have been beneficial to maybe have like a little front wedge on the front of that guy to lead into their drum because they were just kind of hitting them with their flat front, and I don't think they were going to win against Sawblaze with that. Hmm. All right, obviously, Misha, you, I'm, just, I'm guessing you know the uh, the reality guys quite well. Did they, did they have any other particular issues with the uh, robot during the fight? Um, I don't think they had issues during the fight, but uh, in the test box day, uh, I think they had too much grip on the back wheels, so they changed they changed them. They had too, um, they had too much. That's, that's quite unusual because normally it's not enough grip uh, people complain about well, with. Yeah, but it's then it's, uh, it's difficult to steer, and uh, they burned their speed controller because it was asking too much of the motors. Oh. Motors were asking too much because of too much grip. And the wheels are custom-made with, with uh, the liquid rubber. They, they make the, the, yeah, the, 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 the tires, mm-hmm. and they bought new material and made new tires for this fight, so I think it worked perfectly in the arena, but uh, Sawblaze is just uh, the better and more experienced driver. It was their first fight with with reality, so... 
Mm-hmm. It's always a bit difficult. Yeah. I, I did love as well uh, your own uh, <laughs> just headbutting the starlight. <laughs> that was, that was a, gold. I love that. I, I'm, I did appreciate that a lot. You know, the, the, those guys have always been good fun on Robot Wars in the past, and that, you know, it's good to see that they've taken that fun element across the, yeah, the pond I, as well. I can give you a little spoiler. There is a lot to do with the button in this series. <laughs> People come up with different ways. To, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, sh- we shall, we shall uh, gleefully await those. Um, as we mentioned, Sawblaze looking very strong. I think they're pretty much a shoo-in to qualify for the for the bracket at the end of the tournament now. Looking, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be tough to stop them. My, as we said, I haven't really fought a big horizontal spinner yet, but they've got that heavy-duty uh, wedge that they fought, used last year against uh, Razorback, so I'm assuming they'll probably adapt with that, but it just looks so strong around the arena. Like, the, the drive power on that thing looks crazy. Yeah, yeah. really does a good job of dominating rounds with that power, so it's it, it's going to be tough to to match that or beat that. So I, I, I'm curious to see what a, what a, um, something with a really good kinetic spinner can do. Like maybe we can throw a, uh, throw end game in there. And if it gets a good clip on one of the sides, maybe it can throw it, you know, mm. stuff like that. Mm. It'd be interesting to see, but, um, as I mentioned, Sawblade is looking very strong for the most part. And now comes team fireball <laughs> as, as you, uh, as you rightly put yeah. it, Misha. um, initially it looked like you had a really good start. I think, um, uh, Mr. Psycho, who we've had up before, referenced this mm-hmm. very well in, in the fact that it was very similar. Uh, the fight itself was very similar to Toron's fight with Androne in Robot Wars, uh, the last series. And initially, it looked like it was going to go the same way. You're just going to hold them in place and drive them around. But eventually, I think it was a was it a small driving error that led you to get a, a big clip up the backside, basically, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, it was poor driving, but. Uh... Yeah, the fight was very tense because uh, I didn't want to get hit by that uh, massive spinner. And uh, it, it did a bit uh, at, the, at the start of the fight. Uh, I watched that fight over 10 times now. So, <laughs> yeah. And it, it did hit the front somewhere, making it go uh, slightly off the ground. If you watch it closely, you see it. Uh, I don't think that affected the fight very much. But later on, they cut underneath my uh, my wedge, which they probably had done uh, even if that didn't happen. Uh, I had, I, yeah, I had them between the, the the wedge and the jaw, but the jaw wasn't fast enough to close. This, so, uh, and I don't think it will ever be fast enough because it's it's in between there for such a short time that I don't think a hydraulic crusher can be that fast. So then you have to corner them or keep them in place a little bit longer. And I think that was the only real opportunity I had. If if I had grabbed them, then I probably uh, had done uh, a lot of damage. Because they always ha- almost had no top armor. Just uh, a little sheet of uh, HDPE, which we uh, we easily had gone through if we, uh, if we grabbed them. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't much air underneath. There were batteries or motors or speed controllers, so uh, it was yeah, just... Mon- uh, Monsoon is very tightly packed. It's, it's quite a you know, it's very tidy machine inside. It's all, it's all very close together. There's, there's lots of sensitive pieces to, to get, essentially. Yes, yes. So that was what we were aiming for. But yeah, eventually, or eventually very soon, we got hit at the back because of my uh, driving mistake. 
and immediately I saw the oil pouring out, <laughs> and then you know the weapon's gone. Mm. And my weapon operator uh, tried the weapon, but that only caused spilled more oil. And then slowly the big uh, lowered by gravity, pushing more oil oil out, and you have seen the result in a very slippery arena. And, and then, then of moved. course the last <laughs> hit, which was very massive hit, threw my robot uh, almost out of the arena. And it broke their weapon. And uh, it made my batteries go uh, go up in smoke. <laughs> At first I thought it was my own mistake because the batteries weren't put in right. Uh, it, it got stuck on the box where the removable link is in. So uh, normally the, the batteries go flat in. But in this uh, case they were leaning onto a little box. And I always thought... That uh, yeah, that, that smack against the wall made made the batteries burst. But if you look closely, the fire starts underneath and not at the top of the, the battery pack. So now I think a piece of shrapnel uh, went into the batteries. That's what I think because where they hit me, where the big cap at the front is, maybe you can show the picture. Well, I, I was uh, going to say, um, Misha very kindly sent me a, a load of pictures earlier of uh, the battle damage after the monsoon fire, and it's it's quite a, you know, a nice, like, I've probably shown a few of them already, but it's it's really nice, you know, detailed shots of, you know, where you've been hit and such. Yeah, it's basically two uh, two big, big hits. One uh, smaller hit uh, at the start of the fight, which caused my wedge to uh, be a little bit off the ground. Mm-hmm. Then the second hit at the back, which caused my uh, hydraulics to fail. Mm-hmm. And the oil leaking out. And uh, the, sec- the third and last hit was at the front. Took a big cap out of, of, out of the, the strongest part of the robot. So it's mm. a very strong weapon that Monsoon has. Yeah. And it also, so uh, again, I think it caused uh, a, a piece of shrapnel flew in the batteries. I think that that's what caused the batteries to burst into flames. I saw my robot smoking, and then you know the, uh, the clock is ticking. How long can you survive? Mm. So that's what I did, trying to, uh, try to keep, keep driving moving and, as and, long as possible, and yeah. even trying to uh, hit Monsoon. Uh, yeah, not, not that it would do much, but show some aggression mm-hmm. and they stopped and uh, shortly after that I stopped too and the robot uh, then already bar- bursted into flames <laughs> but I was stuck uh, with that uh, uh, that last hit they bent a piece of my bottom plate downwards I don't know how that happened because they hit me from the bottom to top so you would suggest it bent upwards but it bent downwards and I got stuck on the floor Something that I noticed watching the episode, I didn't know at that time uh, that that was the cause. I thought it was the slippery uh, oil that made me stop, but uh, I was stuck on the ground. Oh, so you, you actually high-centered on, on your own yeah, chassis? Yeah, oh, wow. high-centered on the, on the bended uh, part uh, of my bottom plate. That's crazy. Um, but shortly after that, everything uh, uh, stopped, so it, it wouldn't have lasted uh, that much longer. So, uh, and at that time, monsoon started moving again. So that was that was it. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, yeah. And and I didn't notice that monsoon was also uh, on, on yeah on, on the brink of getting counted out because I was so busy keeping my own robot moving. I didn't uh, 
I didn't notice that. I didn't notice it was that close call. Honest, honestly, I think had had they not moved that little bit at the end, I think you probably would have got it because I think yeah, they, they just kept, yeah. I think they were just spinning their wheels on the floor. They just couldn't move, and you know you you were still moving, but in the end they just got enough movement to show themselves as active, and then by that point you'd already got stuck. Yeah, yeah. Mm, one of those unfortunate things, really. Um, obviously. I, I really... Yeah, but it would have been weird if I caught the win after all. Let's be honest about that. It, it, it was. It, it would have been a, a lot of a, a lot of good fortune. I think it's fair to say. But um, it was a good fight. You know, I think you know you, you took it to them initially. You, you know, you showed a lot of aggression early on, and I think it could it could have gone either way. Had had you not that had that massive hit, who knows? But it was always going to be a risk going in with a big spinner like Monsoon. It's it's certainly proving to be quite formidable and. Uh, Commiserations, obviously, it wasn't quite as uh, you know effective as you were against Rotator, but you know it's it's a it's one of those things, you know. You I can't... think it was one of the most spectacular fights we have seen uh, so far. Yeah, so, I, I, uh, I completely agree. Some some big hits and some big damage as well, which is always uh, good fun. What do you think, Steve? Steve, hello. <laughs> Sorry, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Oh, I, I, here's here's the thing. I muted my microphone. Because there's an ambulance on the way to my apartment and it's going to be super loud. <laughs> so... He's being chased by the police, folks. <laughs> no. Um, I'm actually on my way to school. Uh, what's it called? Um, what's it called? Uh, I mean, yeah, Petunia. I was cur- I, I, I Actually, my call dropped while you guys were talking. What actually did start that fire? Was it batteries or was it like a, a short that lit the hydraulic fluid, you know? No, 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 no. Uh, I, I read and hear that all the time, but the hydraulic fluid doesn't burn. It's non-flammable. No, it's, it's, so, so it's water-based. If it, if it was flammable, the half of the arena would be on fire. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, it, well that's it fact. was definitely the batteries. And as I said yeah, earlier, okay. I think I'll, a piece of fentanyl uh, flew into it, making it uh, uh, causing, uh, the first battery to burn, and then the other three eventually. Clear that up because I've heard that a lot too. I wanted to make sure that, we, that was that was clear. Um, yeah. But uh, that that fight was pretty good, and I do I do uh, see the the akinness to Iandrone and Petunia, or, or Iandrone and Iandrone and Mon- and uh, Toron. Man, oh, I am yeah. all place today <laughs> but uh but yeah it was a really good fight uh i really thought that toron was going to get counted out at the end um or it was going to be a double knockout and uh it kind of reminded me of uh an older battle bots fight where you had a uh, oh it was a super heavyweight final in season 3.0 uh where vladiator was stuck against the wall and it was just about to get counted out and then it moves again and then you're like oh elation so it was <laughs> it kind of instilled that again in me that was like it was kind of cool because it, it looked like for the way they edited it that it was just about to get counted out, and then it it moves, it, it finds life again. Uh, so it was it was a really good fight. Uh, it was great spectacle, obviously with all that fire. Uh, I mean, everyone loves a good light of fire, except for the person. Uh, <laughs> <who's> <laughs> except, except for me, sure, this occasion, yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, and, yeah. And the strange thing is, my my teammate uh, who who operates the weapon. Before the fight, he said, I want to see a lipo fire. I want to see a lipo fire. Yeah, and he, 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 and he, did. Voice, <laughs> he did. He did, but not the way he was I, expecting. I kicked him out of the team afterwards. Bad <laughs> karma. <laughs> oh, dear me. I was, again, the BattleBots guys with some, some very funny editing once again. Obviously, um, I can't, I, I think, what's the um, your teammate's name? I can't, I can't remember his name for the life of me. Um, but he, he says something in Dutch, and obviously... 
Battlebot Scott is translated, you know, it's all good yeah, fun. Yeah. And then and then Tim says something. I have no idea what he says. And it's just it's translated just a bunch of exclamation points. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um once again, Battlebot's showing they have a, a very good sense of humor with uh, this season, but um once again, commiserations to uh, Misha. Hopefully we'll see you again fairly soon with a, a bit more luck, but uh, yeah, Monsoon's looking very good as well. Two wins now under their belt, and uh, they're looking pretty fearsome. Looking pretty fearsome. Yeah. If, they could, if they can get that weapon working for a whole fight, they could be really dangerous later on, but uh, we'll have to wait and see, yeah. see how they, how they you fare. Speak of, uh, Sam, you speak of good fortune that could have happened in that fight, because uh, good fortune, I think, I think the next fight, I think we can... Uh... We can classify it. Well, as we can indeed. That, that brings us very nice. That's a nice segue. That is uh, there, Steve. <laughs> uh, on on to Captain Shredderator and Sub Zero. Obviously, Sub Zero has been trashed already by Huge. Um, I believe I've, I've read online somewhere that this uh, Sub Zero were originally going to fight Bombshell in this week's uh, episode, but they had to pull out due to damage. Um, hmm. I, I don't know where I read that, but I read it somewhere. Anyway. Suffice to say, they didn't really get a much nicer draw with Captain Shredderator. Um, they got absolutely thrown around the battle box, you know, pieces ripped off. They were leading with their, their rear end, which had a bit thicker armour, which is, you know, a clever idea. Try and have the spinner break itself. And eventually it did, <laughs> which is um, remarkable when you think about it. I, I know Sub-Zero has is, is had tough opponents so far, you know, Ice Wave, Huge, yeah. huge and now Captain Shredderator. To win finally, I think fair play to the guys. You know, they've, they've kept plugging, they've kept plugging. You know, it's, you know, obviously, it's not a bad machine. And I felt really bad for, for um, I think I believe his name is, is it Nick Nave? I want to say. I yes. can't. It is Nick Nave. Okay, so the the um the Shredderator team, very unfortunate. I think you know, an element of good fortune once again shining on uh, Sub Zero. What, what did you think of the uh, the edit, uh, Misha? Yeah, um, I think Sub Zero did a good, good strategy, good fight. Uh, the weird thing is, and in another review they also mention it, uh, the the flipper seems to go off by itself after several hits. I, yes, that was quite. That, that, yeah, it's interesting that, that I'm, I'm guessing something must have been shorting inside, but I mean, may, maybe it was intentional. Who knows? I mean, we'll have to. See if they if they clarify that at some point, but it was um it was interesting that it did fire every time it got hit. You know, it was quite strange. Yeah, and and what I noticed uh, is uh, that Shredderator was in his first fight against Endgame, and now this fight again. When it hits the wall, it seems to fail, and that's not so strange because uh, when you hit another robot, you deflect. But the wall doesn't deflect, so that hits probably much harder, hmm. and that prob- probably causes them to stop. I don't know for sure, but it's something I noticed with with full body spinners, and that's the tactic, I guess, when you up against the full body spinner is trying them to to corner them to uh, hit the wall, hmm. because then they get a much harder hit than when they hit yeah. another robot. Hmm. It was interesting as well that they reverted to the the flat side. Uh, shell as well instead of like the angled one uh, allo megabyte and you know the first fight that they had they went back to the the uh, original so, uh, as as a again I'm going to quote it again Mr. Psycho the tuna can style of uh, spinner <laughs> you know it's, it's interesting they went back to that but you know I can 
I can see why he, you know, went for the, the solid teeth as opposed to the detachable teeth which they had in the first fight. Um, but Sub-Zero getting the W and, you know, fair play to them again. You know, took a lot of damage and were able to, to pull off a surprise win. I think I don't think many people, when they were predicting this week's uh, episode, had Sub-Zero down for a win, but, uh, you know. I did. <laughs> I oh. did. <laughs> oh. Stop it, you're rubbing it in. No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm quitting again. No, um, obviously it was, a, it was it was a great fight, and I think you know again lots of you know body panels flying around, and it was good to see uh, a bit of damage in the arena. And they and they have a drone with them. They do have a drone. It, yeah. it, you know you can't you gotta love a, a fire breathing drone, haven't you? You can't you can't hate that. Um, which which again segues us quite nicely. Uh, a robot with a drone is uh, Warrior Dragon, and uh, their return against. One of my favourite battle bots of them all, I don't care what anyone says, is Chomp. I love Chomp to bits because it's just, it's so needlessly complicated. It's so, it's got so many cool things on it. It's, it's like, it's like having, it's like, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's like having this completely over the top gadget that you're never ever going to need for anything, but you like it because it's there. Yeah. And <laughs> it, it reminds me of, um, of when Terahertz first came into Robot Wars. We hadn't really seen an axe that powerful until um, Terahertz came in. Chomp is just like another level compared to every other hammer. It's ridiculous. It just has so much force behind it. And, you know, obviously it falls over a lot, but that's, that's part of the fun. And mm-hmm. I felt so bad that the Shriebeck didn't work. You know, they, they had um, this you know, very clever new idea of having um, auto self-writing beams at the side of the uh, axe head. But... They just, I think, I, I want to say that they posted online that they uh, they bent or something, or they just weren't long enough. I can't remember exactly what uh, mm. what the Chomp post said, but it was it was such a shame to see them under that much pressure. Considering you know, for last time I think they were top eight, weren't they last time? Yeah, they mm. made it to the quarterfinals. As a from from an engineering point of view, Misha, how, what, what do you think of of Chomp as a robot? Uh, well, with the shell on, it 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 looks yeah, it, it's it's ugly if I'm allowed to say. I don't think it's very opinion. nice yeah. looking, but without the shell, it's and I hope I'm allowed to say that in England, but it's <laughs> mechanical porn. That <laughs> <it is. laughs> and yes, I it is. You pictures earlier this day because yes. I really want people to see what's underneath that shell. That's mm-hmm. it's absolutely amazing piece of machinery, piece of uh, engineering, and I think it's all bolted together. Mm-hmm. Not a single weld in it, except for the shell, wow. of course. And this is one of the few robots that I look at and don't immediately know what it is supposed to do. <laughs> because the many parts and many things, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, like I said, uh, a nice piece of engineering. Mm. Truly amazing. And then the uh, autonomous uh, uh, systems that, that are in it. Uh, I don't get much of it. It's not my uh, my cup of tea, but uh, yeah, it's, it's an amazing machine. It's too bad it doesn't perform that well. Mm. And I'm wondering if they are able to uh, switch over to manual. If the, if the automotive doesn't work, then I'm guessing, I don't know if they have that. I'm, gu- I'm, guess- I'm guessing there must be some sort of manual override for safety reasons. Yeah, there, there has to be a fail-safe. 
A machine like this thing that, can't just go uh, rampant in the battle it. box all by itself. I don't think they'd let that let that happen. No, <laughs> no, no, no. But um, I, I was just saying, like you know, as, as you know, Misha once again said, you know, he sent me a load of pictures earlier of Chomp. I'll probably show them once again. There's, how do they fit it all in? It's just so much going on in there. It's crazy. You know, they've obviously got the flamethrower in there, the self-writing arms, the hammer over the top, the autonomous, you know, system, and then all the batteries and motors for the wheels and everything else. It's ridiculous. Chomp is a ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> ridiculous robot, and I love it to pieces. It's fantastic. Obviously, doesn't necessarily mean it's that competitive. Obviously, Warrior uh, Dragon did very well with their tactic of just hiding underneath it, just flipping it back over every time it tried to self-write. Um, yeah. And I think... Ultimately, it was it was a good performance from um, from Warrior Dragon. We haven't really seen much of it, you know, performing to the top of its ability until now. This was a good effort. Um, it's just a shame that we have to see uh, Chomp lose in the way. But you know, we might see more of it later on. I'm sure we will do. It's a a beautiful machine. Hopefully, we'll, uh, we'll see a bit more luck for those guys. I think they um, they posted on their Facebook saying that they're going to change over to the uh, the old winglet system that they had for the self-rising last time, so that might be a bit more effective. We'll have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Um, which brings us nicely to our main event, which sees Bronco and Bombshell. Obviously, Bombshell, we saw in the first episode, struggled with uh, inverting, uh, getting flipped over. Against mm-hmm. Bronco, which is probably the, one of the best flippers in the world. We can see where this is going. Um, yeah, and it was it was kind of foregone conclusion when this when this match started, knowing how Bombshell lost its last fight. Mm-hmm. You had a feeling that this was going to trend a certain way. But I will say one very clever idea, which I I really liked with the Bronco guys. Obviously, they've always pushed the box with different, you know, mechanical ideas, and you know, obviously back in the day with Toro, who was kind of ridiculous in its weight class, and T minus obviously in the Matador, they got this really nice rib system to stop vertical spinners. That is super clever. I've never seen anything quite like it with, like, sort of the, the con- convex panels. So that mm-hmm. to, just to keep people away enough to not be able to, to get a bite on it. It didn't work in the end. But it was a, <laughs> it was a nice idea. And, uh, credit to the uh, Inertia Labs guys for, you know, getting... Think, thinking outside the box and trying something new. You know, we haven't really seen much of it before. Yeah, it was a really, it, it was a really pretty, pretty, and uh, it, it could have been a very effective uh, design strategy. Uh, I, I, of course, we'd never seen anything like it, bef- it before, so of course you, you don't know how it's gonna, how it's gonna fare until it actually fights a vertical spinner. So it was, uh, it was, it was cool to see, but I, I think it still needs some refining to get perfect, you know. Mm. What, what was your, you know, obviously you've um, always thought about uh, fighting Bronco. I'm sure from back in the old days of. Uh... Battlebots of you know things like Taurus or uh, Misha. What was you know what was your impression of the Inertia Labs guys when you were uh, when you got to go see their robot? Yeah, uh, the 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 curved sides that that are supposed to protect them from vertical spinners. In my opinion, they uh, they make it go uh, for another robot much easier to get underneath it. Mm. Mm-hmm. That was I, the I, first I, thing I, I thought, I can, I can and see that's that. what we see when they fight uh, Bombshell. It, it gets underneath very easily, and then uh, mm-hmm. the spinner comes into play to uh, to give the final hit at the bottom, which is mostly the weakest part of a robot. So yeah. that was my idea, and, and I don't know uh, how they thought of this, this to work, but... 
it was a new idea, wasn't it? You know, they, they got yeah, a, definitely, definitely yeah. a new idea. Mm-hmm. And obviously, yeah. uh, in, in the end, Bronco. I don't think it's you know you don't get many out of the arenas in BattleBots, considering mm-hmm. there's, no. There's, there's no flip-out zones, and yet somehow Bronco managed to do it <laughs> in that tiny mm-hmm. little uh, entrance corner. It was um, it was a real good you know flipper power as ever. You know, they've obviously had to turn the power down to, to match the regulations uh, this year. But my God, it still packs a punch. It's it's something scary. Yes, yes, it definitely is. And very experienced team with a very, uh, yeah, well-designed and uh, well-developed robot. Mm, absolutely. Definitely, yes. Absolutely. Steve, anything to add to uh, the yeah. bombshell Bronco fight? I mean, yeah, I mean, like I said before, I, I, I kind of knew that Bombshell was going to lose this fight. Uh, I am, I, I do agree with Misha, where like it, it, it was very odd uh, seeing how the the ribs on on Bronco were curled up, kind of to make it like a really soft and easy place for it to kind of scoop for Bombshell to kind of scoop them up instead of like having their flat sides. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it was it was. I mean, it's it, it, none of the main events so far have been really long, but I think this is out of all of them. I think this was. Be the best behind the first one we saw, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, it's. It, I mean, I. I, I think they're getting better. Uh, but, I mean, the, the the height. I mean, let's put it this way. Kenny said it flipped at fourteen feet in the air. I don't think it was quite <laughs> I that high. So. I don't think so. <laughs> but uh, I don't know how he measures his linear distances. Uh, but I mean, it's I, I sitting there. It must seem like it flew twenty, thirty feet in the air. Um, and seeing seeing two hundred pounds of just metal just fall to the floor, like I I couldn't imagine what that felt like being there. Um, but I mean, it's it it was a it was a it was a cracking good fight, as you would say. Ah, uh, indeed, indeed. But it, it, you know, I have to say, you know, once again, Bronco. This is their first fight back. Obviously, we didn't obviously haven't seen them up to this point. Right. I, I've I've got a good feeling that Bronco is going to be there towards the end of the tournament. Obviously, you know. They're very experienced, mm. as we, we yeah. mentioned already. They tend, to, they tend to hang around for a while. They do. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, let's, let's face it, they've only ever lost in the BattleBots reboot to Tombstone, who have been second yeah. and first, and to Minotaur, who finished in the top four last time. So there's no disgrace there. I think, you know, Bronco mm-hmm. is going to be very tough to beat, if if it is going to be beatable. Who knows? We might be able to see them go quite far in the competition. But uh, with that said, that brings us quite nicely to the end of the episode. Uh, Misha, once again, thank you very much for uh, taking some time out of your day to uh, to join us and ramble a little bit about BattleBots. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. You're welcome, and I love to. Thank you very much. Anyway, yeah. I've been Sir Alex 64 I've been Steve the American Killjoy. And Misha the Valve. <laughs> and we will see you from Team Fireball. We will see you next week for uh, Episode <laughs> 7 of BattleBots. Uh, take care, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>